Face the Music, a pre-yellow song-by-song podcast, is brought to you by fine Patreoners like Sugar Mouse. This is Face the Music, a pre-yellow song-by-song podcast. Episode negative zero eight five. Huggin' and tuggin' the line. Tugging the Line is the second song on the 1965 Tetlow's recording Studio Acetate. It was written by Chad's bassist Joe Parsons and sung by John Williams. Hug him and squeeze him and pet him and pet him on account of I love him. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And today we're tugging it. I am in no condition to tug it right now. (laughs) One of the things I don't like about kids is they bring home diseases. And Madeline has done that. You would think by 50 you'd had them all already. Colds know no age. But anyway, (laughs) uh, we're hugging and tugging the line, in case you're wondering what we're doing here. Nothing nasty. We're just enjoying a song by the Chads, which I looked up because, of course, it sounds like everything else from 1965, (laughs) which I'm not going to blame them for at all because they were, what, barely 18, if 18? (laughs) Well, Jeff was 17, and the others may have been anywhere from a year or two older. I mean, they're not a new band. It's not like they just formed. I guess they got started in the 50s and evolved into the Chads that we know here. So yeah, they're a band, they're making their way, and what do bands do when they make their way in the 60s? That works for them. Let's do it ourselves and we'll get famous too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a song by somebody else, but it looks like it might be an original. Yes, it is. It was written by the bass player. The lead singer is not Jeff Lynn, because no. shy, which... Believe me, I get. Unlike Jeff Lynne, though, Jeff Lynne got better at singing. I stayed about the same, and my singing is for the patient. Girl, you are the fife in my life. Yep, lead singer is somebody named John Williams, and it is not that John Williams or that John Williams. There are two known John Williams, the one who composed the theme to Star Wars and Close Encounters and all that, and a guitarist that's recorded a number of progressive and classical albums. That's already confusing. (laughs) Yeah, well, I figured because nobody in the Chads was bald. Oh, well, at that point. (laughs) (laughs) That's, yeah, that's true. They are teenagers. Yeah. Yes. 
Jeff's playing some good guitar in this, though. Jeff kicks ass. I can understand why they heard him play. Well, what? Holy crap, you're awesome! Yeah, he's... I just... Well, I have to hate Jeff Lynne now. And it's not anything, you know, mean or anything. It's it's out of envy. Because when I was playing guitar at 17, I wasn't kicking ass like that. I was, I was barely fumbling my way through basic chords. And Jeff Lynne is just ripping it up. It seems like with no problem, no sweat at all. So yeah, I was just amazed by it. And I like that little break that's in the middle of the guitar solo. It reminds me of the Beatles. It sounds like a George Harrison guitar solo, almost. One of the early ones that you would hear on a Beatles. Doesn't sound like Keith Richards at all, just he already knew where he was hanging his hat, George Harrison. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of garage rock. It's too rough, it's too raw for my ears. There are some garage bands that I do like, and I think the thing that separates songs by those garage bands, as opposed to other ones, is there's a tune to it. There's a lot of 60s garage bands that kind of ride the same three chords throughout the entire song. For a garage band, for me, it's the tune that saves it, and I like the tune of this. And I like when they go into the chorus. like that that saves it for me when it started i was oh no not this because it sounded like they were just going to copy motown like oh here we go again white kids covering motown but it doesn't go full hard into white kids doing a motown thing it's in there it's in the mix with all kinds of other influences there that go to make a song i actually liked and i was thinking this is before anything big is being added to rock music especially for a local band so there's not going to be any orchestra or any fancy things going on here. It's just going to be straight rock. And and actually, I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I would have loved to have, this have been out on a single and not on an acetate that probably mm. one person has isn't afraid to play again because it'll destroy the record. Because acetates don't last very long. Yeah, well, they said they made a few of them and only one survived at least into the 90s, so it could be transferred to something more stable, a sound file. Correct. And that's why we have it. Even though Jeff is really good on this, it's obvious who is supposed to be the star of this band. And that's Margaret back there on that organ again. Yeah, she's about, uh, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ahead of the curve of Nick Lowe and Elvis Costello with that keyboard sound. Yeah. I really like it, because there's a lot of stuff in the 60s that uses that cheesy Hammond organ that I have never, ever liked. I don't like how it hits my ears. It's one of the reasons why I can't stand Light My Fire. Or Traffic or something, or, or maybe the Steve Winwood stuff. Uh, Spencer Davis band. Spencer Davis, that was it. <laughs> Thank you. 
and that organ was used so much in the mid-60s. I've always loved it. Even at the time when I didn't care for the doors that much, that was their saving grace. <laughs> I've started to appreciate them a little bit more, but I still don't see why people went completely gaga over what they were doing sometimes. But this one, yeah, I think it, is this a, it's a Wurlitzer? Or? I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Because, I mean, there's not really a lot written about the Chads. So it doesn't really go into the rundown of what instruments they use. Just Jeff was too shy to sing, so... It's a, Isn't he doing it, some background on this? See, I wonder if he is. It sounds like him. I will sing background, because this way I can just blend in and disappear. And since Jeff is too shy to sing, I think he would be up for doing background stuff. It certainly sounds like everybody in the band is singing those background parts. So I'm going to say yes. This could be the first time Jeff Lynn is on a record singing. It's definitely possible because it sounds a little bit like him on the background. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think they would have been even Idle Ray successful, but <laughs> I mean, it, too bad they didn't release something because, yeah, they'd be a nice little curiosity people would pay a couple hundred bucks for if they could get a copy <laughs> on yeah. some little British label that released it and sold 500 copies or something. Got something to say about hugging and tugging the line? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 We've talked about backward masking. We showed you the illustrations and how it's done. And I want to show you something. If we'll turn on this next album here. Now, this is called The Wizard of Oz. This is by a group called ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra. Now this says, this is backward now. We're doing backward masking. And this says an amazing thing here. It says, well, I'll let you listen to it. Let's turn that on. I want you to hear this backwards. This will shock you. Eternal life is waiting for you, was the statement just made. It is said, we're dead men. When you turn it on a tape recorder and you sit and listen to it slow and you really listen to the words, it says this, he's the nasty one, Christ our infernal. It is said we are dead men, we are dead men. Everyone that has the mark 
will live. I want you to see these different things because we have to understand that Satan is at work to destroy and kill and rob our young people today. Stupid! You're so stupid! Well, hey, you've got Dr. Troy on the line, and I love, well, maybe not love, but I do like this week's song, Poe and Anna Hugging the Line. It sounds like a garage rock song, really and a fairly good example of one. The band does sound like they're having fun, like they did on Green Onions, but I think on this one it sounds like they're having even more fun. The vocals are very good, and I love Jeff's guitar. Uh, once again, as with Green Onions, the guitar and organ, kind of doing a call and response kind of thing throughout the song. And I really love Jeff's guitar solo in the middle. Not bad for someone who was 17 going on 18. Not bad at all. Yeah, I, I like it. And, I mean, you're not going to hear echoes of ELO in this. I mean, Jeff is far too young. Probably hadn't even thought of it. But I do hear echoes of where Jeff would take his music later on. I mean, this kind of music is Jeff's wheel horse. He grew up on it, started playing it when he was young, and... I'm not surprised at all that he would return to it later. Well, talk to you next week. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. Leave a message on our voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Join our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel, to hear the full songs and other goodies. If you don't want to subscribe through Patreon, use PayPal with the podcast's email or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 19. 32 Superior, Arizona 85173. The subscription fee is $4 a month and include your email address so we can send you the secret link. Next week, episode negative 084 Short Dressed Woman. I'll make it sound pretty in post. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is he sounds like George, like uh, George Martin? That's the damn producer. <laughs> We're both uh... <laughs> ah, George, George. What the hell was George's last name? It's George Harrison. Harrison. Okay. Again, post production. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that (laughs) so you can put it in.